You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield, Molly here with your latest edition of The Marn Report. And today I'm here with my friend Brett Cowan from the Installation Directorate of Public Works. And we are going to talk about October being Energy Action Month. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today, Brett. Yep. Thanks for inviting me. So before we get started, tell me a little bit about what you do within the Directorate of Public Works. Um, I work as a utility engineer in the Operation Maintenance Division in the uh, DPW. So I'm mostly working with uh, Kanuchi EMC, Sure. who is the, you can say, the utility prioritization contractor that handles all of our electrical distribution on the base. Awesome. And I am also working on multiple projects to try to improve the energy efficiency and resiliency of the base. Perfect. So you are essentially the perfect person for me to talk to you about Energy Action Month. So tell me exactly what is it? Why do we have it? Why, why does the Army find it to be so important? So basically the Army every year has a event to celebrate the Energy Action Month. And so this year's theme is energy resilience, sustain the mission, secure the future. And the reason why energy resilience is so important is because, you know, the Army has a mission and that is protect our interests, protect the interests of our allies. So they need to be capable to support that mission at any given moment. So one of the important things about that is, you know, you need a power to do a lot of things. And here in Georgia, everyone's probably aware of the power always going out from thunderstorms, uh, lightning storms. So having the means to essentially still provide power during those disruptions is incredibly important to uh, the Army's mission. Um, Now, energy resilience, you may not, or an individual may not think that they can affect that resilience, you know, on an installation scale, but you actually can. And so one of those things is by increasing the efficiency, the energy efficiency of the base, and or cutting the consumption of energy, and those indirectly support resilience. So what I mean by that is if we are you know, reducing how much energy or water we are consuming or increasing the efficiency, that allows our current backup power sources or our current water sources to extend a lot further. Mm -hmm. Um, during those outages. Sure. And so that is one of the important ways that those two things can improve our energy resilience. So what about tips? Do you have any special tips for anybody of how we can conserve energy maybe in our homes, um, here while we're on Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield in our offices? Yeah, so I actually came with a bunch of tips that pretty much anyone can apply both, you know, while they're working in their uh, building or if they're, you know, living at home on the installation. Uh, So one of the things is to turn off unnecessary lights uh, during the day. That can mean, you know, shutting off lights in unoccupied rooms. Uh, Something I see a lot, you know, driving around the installation is that there are buildings with external building lights that are on during the day. Mm-hmm. Kind of one of my pet peeves about <laughs> that. So making sure those are off during the day would tremendously benefit, you know, the energy, uh, reducing the energy consumption of the base. And then also something that each individual can help us 
when it comes to street lights is if you see a street light on during the daytime, the best thing to do is to get a poll number and then to call the uh, DPW service order desk. So that's either uh, 767-2883 for Fort Stewart mm -hmm. or 315-4003 for Hunter Army Airfield. And the poll number, all you really need to do is just go to the base of the poll. There should be a number that's couple digits long, it's around like seven, and that'll really help Kanuchi locate that pole and address whatever issue it's having wow. since it's on. I never even thought about something like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's uh, that gets kind of, uh, I guess you could say frustrating because uh, the pole number is like the most important part when mm -hmm. we have issues with our street lights. Because, you know, if we get a call in saying, hey, there's a couple lights out on this road, well, that road could be a mile long. Sure. And if they're out, you know, we have to wait until night. <laughs> and then make <laughs> the drive. It, right, to <laughs> kind of take note. Um, you know, it's the same thing, like maybe not having to wait at night, but someone has to, you know, go to that mm -hmm. road or that location and figure out what lights are off. So at least having that poll number, Kanuchi it's a lot easier for Kanuchi to locate it and then address it. Wow. That, that's pretty cool. You never think about something like that pulling the energy, you know, from the installation. I always thought, hey, those things are on timers. They'll eventually go off. But, okay, you guys heard it here first. Right. Make the call. Right. Yeah, they actually do have timers. But, you know, sometimes even those timers can malfunction. Yeah, so. yeah no doubt. Okay, so what about in the home? Um, I know, like, a big one for me and my family is, like, um, changing the air filter, <laughs> you know, making sure that the thermostat is set at the proper temperature. In your opinion, what is the proper temperature when you leave your house to set your thermostat up? Uh, in my opinion, well, that might differ from, <laughs> I guess you could say, the codes that are out there yeah. that actually set that sort of thing. Um, it really depends on what type of season we're at sure um, so if it's summer summer so if it's summer yeah i would say if you're not going to be there for a while probably you don't want to go higher than 78 okay so now the codes will say higher however the problem is the higher you go the more work your hvac system has to do once mm -hmm. you do get home sure. to bring the temperature down sure and it may take the whole night yeah or several hours for you to get to that comfortable temperature yeah no doubt so it's kind of a as you could say, it's kind of a balancing act between, sure. you know, wanting to conserve energy, but also wanting not, to stay cool. Yeah. Not jeopardizing, you know, yeah. or making yourself too uncomfortable yeah. with the process. Sure. So do you have any more tips that you'd like to give us? Uh, yes, a lot more. So one is um, unplugging unused appliances. Um, I know we all like to leave appliances that we're not using plugged in. Um, however, uh, in case you didn't know, all appliances draw electricity. Um, they sometimes refer it as a phantom draw. And so that'll just keep drawing that power as long as it's plugged in. So the obvious solution is to unplug it. However, there is a simpler way to kind of make sure that this phantom draw doesn't take place. And that is to use a power strip. So if you plug in all these appliances into a power strip, when you're no longer using them, like say you're leaving, you know, leaving the house, you can go to the power strip and just flick the switch and that will prevent any power from getting drawn from any of those appliances. Very cool, little hack, save yourself yep. a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, and then some more like uh, general things when it comes to appliances, like uh, going for more energy efficient ones, pretty much anything labeled with the Energy Star 
are good to get. LED bulbs, switching to LED bulbs is also a big one. You ideally would replace all your lights um, with LEDs, but if you're on a budget, you could always target high use areas mm -hmm. to replace with LEDs. And one of the benefits, you know, that not only reduces your electrical consumption, which may, you know, save you money mm -hmm. on your power bill or even Fort Stewart's power bill, um, but it also, uh, LEDs last much longer than your general uh, fluorescent bulbs. So once you put that LED bulb in, you're basically, that bulb is basically good for, you know, anywhere from five to seven years. Sure. And when you compare that to a fluorescent bulb, which will be out in like two, so mm -hmm. you're probably buying two or three sets yeah. of bulb for that one yeah. fixture as opposed to just buying one LED. Sure. So it can also save you money on uh, material costs. And then when it comes to kind of going back to your uh, HVAC question, you know, a, a big thing we see is just, you know, keeping your doors and windows closed whenever you have the heating and cooling on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't want your HVAC system to be running longer or harder than mm -hmm. it needs to be by trying to heat the outside or pulling in uh, heat, you know, into the building. Yeah. And then uh, also for the kitchen, you know, you can check your refrigerator and freezer uh, door seals for any cracks or breaches. That way you're not making your refrigerator or freezer work harder to keep the contents uh, cool or frozen. And there is also this uh, one interesting factoid or tip you can say that I learned was you can cover liquids or wrap foods in the refrigerator because if you leave them uncovered, they'll release moisture as they're being cooled. And that causes the compressor in the refrigerator to work harder. And if it's working harder, that means more energy is used. So that was one thing I did not know, which is- That's uh, crazy. Yeah, pretty interesting. <laughs> it makes sense though, because you know, you put a container in, you kind of see all the water droplets on the top of the lid. So, yeah. So you can kind of test it yourself and see. Yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, I really always like to cover my food just because I like my food to be covered, but I never realized that I was actually doing something good right. to save energy in the same process. So that's awesome. Yep, it was news to me too. Yeah, good tip. So that kind of closes out my energy tips, but I also wanted to hit on water tips. Sure. Kind of not focused on as much. Mm -hmm. But one of the, I think, important facts about the water here at Fort Stewart that a lot of people overlook is that we actually produce our own water here on the installation. Uh, we don't purchase it you know, from outside the installation. We're mm -hmm. producing it right here. So that means all of our water costs or the major the vast majority of our water costs are really electricity costs. So by conserving water, you know, you're basically reducing or helping to reduce our electricity bill. So some of the things you can do, for example, is if you have, you know, a dishwasher or your just your washer for your clothes, mm -hmm. you can make sure that you are only cleaning a full load or if your uh, appliance has the option for a half load, you can go towards that. But basically you wanna just, whichever load you go for, make sure it kind of fits that requirement because it doesn't really matter if you put one plate in there or 20 plates, it's gonna use the same amount of water regardless. Sure. So you wanna be as efficient as possible when you're cleaning those plates or those, you know, sweaters or t-shirts yeah. that you have. I've learned so much from you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I yeah. do have a, a few more, a few okay. more. Just yeah, I yeah. Get keep to. them coming, keep them coming. <laughs> okay, so uh, another thing, I know this might not be uh, favorable to everyone, but, you know, utilizing low flow shower heads and toilets, 
I know yeah. there might be some people who, <laughs> who are not fond of <laughs> Yeah, those, who really but... like the water pressure. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, now I mean, you don't have to follow all these tips. Even, even adopting a couple sure. is a step in the right direction. Another thing that people may do uh, uh, that you want to avoid, you know, not letting the faucet run while you're brushing your teeth because you can spend maybe, maybe like eight gallons of water oh my gosh. just by letting it run. <laughs> Those are my, that's my kids. I hope my kids are listening to this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I read that um, kind of your average faucet puts out like two gallons a minute. So. Oh my gosh. So if, so if you're at like one minute already, yeah, or two minutes, you're already at four gallons. (laughs) So. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Significant. Yep. And then um, also if you kind of see any leaky faucets in your home or, you know, at your workplace in the break room. Just make sure you uh, call in a service order. Again, that number is uh, 767-2883 for Fort Stewart and 315-4003 for Hunter. And kind of stating the obvious, but, you know, dressing the leaky faucets, you know, we're not wasting water here. Yeah. You know, because that can certainly add up if you let it go. Sure. Well, you have given us so many awesome tips. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I will add that, you know, this it is a team effort, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone can contribute, you know, and some of these changes. I realize some of them are a bit more difficult than others, but I think the best way to take a positive step is to at least try it, you know. Yeah. And, eventually, and try to make it into a habit, and then eventually it just becomes second nature. Sure, yeah. Just like you said a couple minutes ago, you know, even just adopting one or two of these practices can really help out a whole lot. And also it's important, I think, for everybody to remember that October is Energy Action Month, but this is something that obviously we would like to continue doing all year round. This is just the month that we call attention to it, you know, but yeah, it's kind of like Earth Day. Earth Day is every day. Well, so is conserving energy. It should be an everyday thing. Yep, exactly. Well, I thank you so much for being on the show with me today. This has just been so educational. Um, I know I, I'm taking so much away from this. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and if you guys would like to learn more about energy conservation tips, we do encourage you guys to visit our Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Facebook page where we will make sure to be posting lots more tips for you guys uh, to take away with you throughout this whole entire month. But that would be it for this week's edition of the Marn Report. And this is Molly signing off. Are you looking for more places to get your news? Subscribe to the Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield YouTube channel. As we add to this platform throughout the year, users will have access to installation tours, news updates, and plenty of motivating videos featuring 3ID soldiers and more. Visit YouTube.com and search Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield.